Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com, which is in its uh, 21st or now even 22nd year of being on Voice America. I was one of the first shows and um, in, the, in the early days, and it, it's a wonderful network and uh, has so many incredible hosts that bring you inspirational and informational um, information. So it's really great, and I'm very happy to be here. Um, Today we're talking about leadership. We're talking about leadership in a very holistic way, how we can understand ourselves, how we understand the stories that we share when we're leaders. My guest is Lisa Marshall. She is the author of Yin, Completing the Leadership Journey. As a nationally recognized expert, trainer and speaker on leadership, maturity, and organizational development. She's president of her executive coaching firm, The Smart Work Company. For over 20 years, her seminars and trainings have been offered to executives in a creative way to become self-aware and tap into their potential through the power of the story. Lisa understands the power of the story and that stories live in our bodies. She guides us to understand that our purpose in life is always whatever path we take to grow up, to mature and become an elder. Conflict resolution in the workplace, how to create win-win situations, you know, so many things that um, that we will talk about. Welcome, Lisa. Thank you, Patricia. I'm delighted to be here. Great. So happy to have you. Um, so first question I think that I want to ask you is very much about, you know, why, why you decided, what was the inspiration beside you know, for writing in? Well, it was a combination of factors. One of my teachers, a Native American named Hayemio Storm, had told me years ago that the book I'd written about leadership was fine, but I needed to write a book about leadership for women. And I was pretty flummoxed, to use an old-fashioned word, I thought I'd said everything I had to say about leadership. And it took me probably seven years. It was the combination of watching Black Lives Matter, the Me Too movement, the what happened, you know, how we were responding to the pandemic and my own healing from a knee replacement before I suddenly understood, oh, there is a way to talk about it that people haven't yet talked about it. There is something else to be said. Mm. So I started writing mm, March of 2020 during the most lockdown phase, and I finished by the end of that year. It was an interesting process because, Normally, I write, I make an outline, I follow the outline, et cetera, et cetera. And this one was much more emergent. Mm. I'd write, I think, I think my first 
writing was 13 pages. And then I'd sit with it for a while. Mm. And then things would come to me, and I'd add them, and then it was 40 pages. And then it was 80 pages. So it just just grew. It kept growing. Well, it's also, it's it's a guided, reflective journey, right? And there's a workbook there that will help you uncover the power and strength in your voice. So it's very much um, organic for the reader as well. Well, I'm glad to hear that. That was certainly my goal. The um, The questions in the workbook came about because one of my dearest colleagues said, Lisa, you talk about stories, but you're not putting any stories in here. Mm. And people need stories to get what you're talking about. And I believe, in general, that's frequently the case. But I had a very visceral reaction. No, the dilemma here is that people don't know their own stories. And they're so used to being fed other people's stories, all of which have been glossed and polished and make it look easy. People need to know their own story, and they need to know and honor the struggles in that story. And that's when the questions went into the, and it became a workbook and not just a book book, because I wanted people to be having a conversation with themselves as they read. Yes, yes, so that it's very reflective. Yes. Yeah, very, um, really important, important what you're doing. Um, You talk about yin leadership, and what is that, and why does that matter? Well, let me talk about yin in general for a moment first, because I don't think, I think it's, I mean, you hear the word, but no, hardly anybody ever does a deep dive into what does that mean. And for me, you know, I looked it up and golly, the dictionary definitions are really dismal and I think fundamentally incorrect. Yin is really the quality most often assigned to the feminine of receptivity. It is the ability to flow around the rock instead of just crashing into it and then continue on your journey. It's the ability to go with what reality is and keep going in spite of everything. And it's also all the stuff we don't want to look at. It's Mm -hmm. darkness. It's dampness. It's composting. It's processing what's happened to us so that we can grow from it. And that's a scary, scary thing for many, many people. It takes a lot of work to know your yin side. And in our culture, we only value the yang side. And and that's really the, the, um, the do it side. It's daylight. It's, being active, it's staying busy. And it was fascinating to watch during COVID when people's busyness was yanked out from under them, how frantic yeah. many, many people got. Yeah. Um, so what is yin leadership then? Yin and, leadership. and I guess, I, I guess, let me just ask you, I guess my question is, okay. when you dig up all that, 
you know, when you look at that dark side, what does that do for you in terms of being a good leader? Why, why do you need to do that, Lisa? I mean, there's a lot of angst in that. There's a lot of pain in that. Um, and, it, and, and it does bring you more insight. But why do you think it's so important in leadership? I, I, I think it's so important because as a leader, you are always being watched. People are looking at you to know how to respond, what to do, what to say. When you're the person in a crisis that all heads in the room turn to, if you don't know yourself deeply, you're in trouble. Human beings are profoundly leaky vessels. We think we can hide that we're frightened. We think that we can hide that we're scared. We bully, we bluster, we make a lot of noise, but the smart people in the room know better. And Mm. your fearfulness, your whininess, your crankiness, all of that stuff leaks out in sometimes not even very subtle ways. The people Mm. know you don't have it. You're not the person they should have turned and looked at when they needed guidance and when they wanted leadership. But then how do you handle that, particularly if you as the leader has have been triggered, you know, and, and you've you've lost I mean, how do you do you work I you think what it. I'm I see. Yeah. You own it. You don't pretend otherwise. I mean the beauty of being a leader is that you get to say things like, I haven't a clue how to solve this. What Mm. I do know is that I work with a fabulous team of really smart people and that together Mm. we can figure it out. Mm. So, So collaboration is one of the key outcomes of adding yin to your repertoire of balancing your yin and yang because it becomes an instinctive move. You stop yeah. feeling like it's all on you because you know better. Right, and but Lisa, look we have room. Right. But we haven't, sorry, go, we, go haven't, we haven't been we haven't been trained that way, have we? We haven't been taught no. to oh, be vulnerable. <laughs> right, right? To be right. Uh, transparent. I mean, Benet Brown talks a lot about this in her work about being vulnerable. And yet what you're saying is if you can do that, it, it's tra- it, it cuts through all the stuff of you getting angry or, or saying something that you really don't mean or skipping the subject or being passive aggressive. It, it kind of gets rid of all that because you're just saying what's going on. Agreed? Exactly. Exactly. And another attribute of yin leadership, I think, is truth-telling. Yeah. That requires recognizing the truth. You don't have to like it, but the best leaders are very grounded in current reality, whatever that is. And they know it and they can say it. It enables them to ask different kinds of questions and propose different kinds of solutions, and it enables them to hear when different kinds of solutions are being proposed that are actually much closer to ground truth. 
Well, and it the, also, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say that another attribute of leadership is just caring. Hmm. If people believe that you care about them, they are much likely, more likely to thrive, to engage, to contribute, to want to play in the game. And that leads to the last attribute, which is really generativity, which is being imaginative. I mean, being able to see other possibilities. Mm-hmm. I named my first book, Speak the Truth and Point to Hope, and I still think that's an excellent distillation of leadership on either side. You have to be able to see it, speak it, and see what's possible nonetheless. Well, and it's also, you're a role model when you do that, right, Lisa? Because if you are that way, then you are, in a way, giving permission to the people who work with you to be transparent and open and vulnerable as well. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So. And that's. Go ahead. Sadly missing in most large organizations anywhere in the world. People don't feel that that's safe. They feel like they're trapped in a very rigid, structured game, and you dare not be who you really are, it's too dangerous. Right. And you don't really share how you feel. I just had someone say to me recently, you know, I think your email is too strong. You know, you, you, you can't be that upset. And I said, but I am upset, and I have good reason. I mean, I didn't go on and on, but I just said, you know, I'm upset with this. Here's why. This is what I think is right. And, and actually, I'm glad that I did that. But, you know, someone else who's from a different point of view saw that as, oh, you're losing it. Well, it was important to say. And, and so I think that's an example of what you're talking about, is being able to say, I mean, not, I a, not, go ahead. It's an excellent example. And it also highlights the dilemma of email which is that mm. people project their own voice tones into it. If he yeah. had heard you say that, heard you say very calmly, Pat, that I'm upset yeah. and I don't like this, yeah. I don't think he could have said you're, you're coming across too strong. Yeah, maybe. Although I will say, the, and, and then we're going to go to break, I will say that the receiver wrote me back and said, and said it in this way, said there isn't a need to be upset and explained, and explained, and just said, you know, here's the situation, and let me see what I can do. And, and basically addressed my fear, which is nobody's trying to, you know, overrule you or say you're not, a, you know, I mean, she, she got what was bothering me, and she named it, which right. helped me. It made me feel like, oh, you know, um, she said, you know, nobody's trying to take advantage here. We're all very reasonable people. <laughs> and I knew, I know that's right. But the way that it was presented was just there was something very important left out, and and it it uh, it kind of grabbed me. However, I was honest, and I got a very honest response back, Lisa, and that I think was nice. helpful. Yeah, thank you. All right, we're going to well take a done. break. Thank you. We're going to come back, and when we come back, we're going to talk to Lisa about yin kind of personalities and yang personalities when it comes to leadership 
at what yin and what yang is and what the visions are that are different. All right. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. And Lisa Marshall has been blessed to work with many young leaders in many domains, including tech, environmental organizations, and government. She's watched many succeed at their goals, only to feel that they're not fully satisfied. So we're talking about her book, Yin, a guided reflective journey in a workbook that will help you uncover the power and strength in your voice, your balance, and your own story in order to find your own goals and your voice and be healthy, healthier and happier and more balanced. Stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. It's time to get real, discover who you are, and get the tools to navigate your life. It's time to rock your midlife with Dr. Ellen Albertson, the Midlife Whisperer. Your midlife roadmap is the blueprint you need to roll with change, transform yourself, and create a fabulous second adulthood. Get answers and solutions for whatever you're up against and transform problems into opportunities. Make your next life chapter your best chapter with Rock Your Midlife every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Think of the world. 50 years ago. Now think of this same world and how it'll be 50 years from now. Did you know that if the world's population continues to grow at its current rate, our children and grandchildren will only have 25% of the resources per capita that our parents and grandparents had? We must preserve the foundation of a quality standard of living. That foundation starts with Go Green Radio. Join your host, Jill Buck, for Go Green Radio every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America. Today, our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to the Patricia Raskin Show. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back. I'm Patricia Raskin. And 
We have a great guest on today. Her name is Lisa Marshall, who is the author of Yin, Completing the Leadership Journey. She is a nationally recognized expert, trainer, and speaker on leadership, maturity, and organizational development. And she's the president of her executive coaching firm, The Smart Work Company. And for over 20 years, her seminars and trainings have offered executives a creative way to become self-aware and tap into the potential through the power of the story. She's also worked with many young leaders in many domains, including tech and environmental organizations and government. And we're talking about finding the strength in your own voice. Welcome back, Lisa. Thank you. All right, let's talk about the difference between yin and yang leadership. And also for people who don't know what yin and yang is, please explain, give this a definition. Yin and yang are very old wisdom from China. Um, China before it was China, really, um, when it was a collection of smaller tribes and gatherings. It's a kind of wisdom that comes when people observe and think about how life really works for literally thousands of years. Yin is what they call the feminine principle. Yang is what they call the masculine principle. Yang is connected to daylight, to activity, to drive, to getting things done. If you think about our traditional model in, in Western culture of the hero's journey, that's all yang. Going to get the golden fleece, chop off the head of the dragon, bring back Medusa's head. All of those things are about external activity. Mm -hmm. And that's what we've honored and revered for our own many thousands of years. Mm -hmm. In Yin, it's, as I said before, about the power of receptivity, about the power of accepting what is for what it is and then moving on nonetheless. It's also about darkness, sleep, healing, breathing. In a way, you could say yin is critical to what I call composting our emotions, processing them so that they become fertile ground for new growth rather than, you know, impacted unwisdom teeth, um, the, all of those things are part of yin, and modern business culture doesn't love yin. Modern business culture wants there to be out there getting more, doing more, and that's the driving message that most people get in workplaces today, you got to do more so you can get more and here's the ladder. And oh, by the way, you're allowed to chop off the legs of the guy on the ladder above you. It's not a very healthy human environment that we've created because it's all young and no yin. By the way, the extractive industries in general, be it mining, fracking, oil and gas, whatever, all of those are extremely young, dominant, and Mm. they are 
you know, not good for the planet. I, I think most of us know that at some level today. How do we, um, how do we combine it? Because it's, it's, Right. We don't want to be all yin, right? We don't want to be all yang. Right. So how do we how do we combine that, Lisa? Well, there may need to be individually, and some would argue that COVID has produced collectively a kind of swinging back in the other direction because most people don't know yin at all and are very frightened of it. An interesting side observation, Patricia, that it occurred to me recently that, you know, we're known as the people who sleep the least in the world. And Mm -hmm. I think that's our fear of yin, because sleep requires letting go. And sleep requires admitting we're not in charge. It is, by the way, the only way the body can heal and the brain can process and have new ideas and we're mm. afraid of it. Mm. Um, the balance is critical, and I don't think balance, and, and I've thought a lot about this, is a one and done. It's like driving a car. You're constantly correcting. Um, mm-hmm. You can't keep a straight line down the road by holding your hand at exactly, you know, 11 o'clock on the steering wheel. You have to keep moving it around. And balancing is very much the same sort of thing. So I would almost invite us to think about it in terms of getting good at rebalancing, getting good at getting centered again, at coming back to center over and over and over again so that when life serves you up a heaping pile of, Drek, yeah. you can look at it, face it head on, are comfortable enough with who you are to know that you'll figure out a way to manage it and give yourself some breathing room. Yeah. The other thing we don't do is breathe enough. Yeah. I want to go back for a minute. Well, I want to talk about that. I, breath, breath is so important in the deep breathing, of course. But I want to ask you more about the yin and the yang leadership. You know, how, okay. how does that person who's very young, a dictatorial, um, you know, a, a very um, kind of black and white in their thinking, how do they start to move over and will they move over to being more yin and creating balance when this is their personality? I always start with results. And I ask them, are they getting the results they want? Mm, That's very good. Yeah. And nine out of ten times, the answer is no, I can't make these fools understand how important this is. And then we have a place to stand. Uh, You know, we work on asking questions instead of telling people what to do. We work on what will it take to ask such exquisite questions that they all have to come to the same conclusions you've come to. Well, frequently, a highly young leader doesn't know how he or she got there. It's just obvious to them 
Well, it right. may not be obvious to anybody else, my friend, so what are you going to do about that? You better mm. figure out what questions you asked yourself. Mm. You know, what was your thinking process, and can you design a set of questions to lead people down that path? Mm-hmm. It's a lot of work. By and large, I find some young leaders get short-term results, but can't maintain them. Mm-hmm. And I often so, go back wait, to the book. So, right. I'm so sorry. what you're saying is they're, they're, they'll, they'll maintain them if they know there's a certain goal, right? They'll do it for the result that they want. Is yes. that right? Yes. Yeah. Um, they being the people who work for the young leader. When they care about right. the results as much as the young leader does, they'll keep going. If they think the young leader, you know, bullied them into something, they'll sabotage it sooner or later. Mm-hmm. But again, if they see that it's working, will they keep that change, Lisa, or do they eventually slip back, or does it just depend? Well, I, th- I think it, to some degree it just depends, and... It depends on who, one of the things it depends on is who they surround themselves with. Mm. If they are strong enough to surround themselves with truth tellers who tell them when they're slipping, Mm. it's a lot easier for them to keep building these new muscles and letting the old neural pathways atrophy. Yes. If they surround themselves with a bunch of yes men and women, you know, then, I mean, we see this all the, the time, you know, where people are one sort of flash in the pan or another because yeah. they don't do the actual maturing, the actual mm-hmm. growing up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're very, they're, you know, we're addicted to in this culture what I call Peter Pan leadership. Peter Pan mm-hmm. leadership is this. You are young, you are charismatic, you have great adventures, you never lose, and you mm-hmm. take really good care of the lost boys or the mm-hmm. good old boys, as the case may be. And that's, that's one of our primary leadership models in this country and culture today. And it's mm-hmm. not a healthy model. And one of the things that's important when you go back and read James Berry's Peter Pan is that Peter forgot what he'd done yesterday so he could play the same games over mm-hmm. and over and over again, perfectly happily, but he never learned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we've, you know, built that into our systems to a great degree. And it's going to take a lot of painful adjustment to get mm-hmm. it out of our system. Yeah. Yeah, fascinating. I mean, fascinating. Um, when we go to break, I think in, in our third segment, what I do want to talk about is the power of the story. And maybe you'll be able to mm-hmm. share with us why using that story and how it helps our leaders, both yin and yang, really develop leadership maturity. And, um, you know, so I think I think that's something that I really would like to talk about, because I think, that, as you said, you know, the more we tell the story and give the example, the more we're understanding what they're going through. 
Now, when you coach yeah. people, Lisa, are you coaching people individually or in groups or going to companies? How, how does your coaching work? My coaching works this way. I, I do individual coaching, and I've done a fair amount of team coaching as well. The beauty of team coaching is that people can call their boss on stuff even when I'm not in the room. Well, that's mm-hmm. not how Lisa told you to do that. Mm-hmm. And, and the boss is stuck with it because, indeed, it's not. And I didn't have to be there observing all the time for them to catch it and be able to make the in-the-moment course corrections. One thing I'll say about this kind of work is that you can train people how to run a widget maker. You can't train people in what we call the soft, but they're really the hard skills of self-awareness. And having in-the-moment feedback is the single best way to learn. So I find team coaching very powerful. That said, I do a lot of individual coaching. My engagements run long, probably 18 months to two and a half years. And the reason for that is we are fundamentally re-architecting someone's brain. We're taking all the old patterns out and looking at them and deciding what to keep and what to get rid of, and then we're designing new patterns. That takes time. The people I'm working with are in their 30s, 40s, and 50s. They've had a lot of practice being who they were. And where it's not working, they haven't had a lot of practice doing it differently. So they need some support and some accountability, and that is the power of coaching. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk to Lisa Marshall about yin leadership from the aspect of telling the story. You know, why, why would it make such a difference as a leader when you tell your story? Um, and also, what, uh, what that means in terms of other people accepting it and getting it. And how also women leaders uh, can begin a leadership maturity dialogue within their organization. So let's, um, we're going to do that as soon as we come back from break. My guest today is... And, and she's really such a great guest. So my guest today is Lisa Marshall. And Lisa Marshall is the author of Yin, Completing the Leadership Journey. She's a recognized expert and trainer and speaker on leadership, maturity, organizational development. Her company is the Smart Work Company, where she is the president of this executive coaching firm. And she works with young leaders. She works with mature leaders. And she really talks about you know, how can we, in her book, uh, Yin, A Guided Reflective Journey, in a workbook, how can we uncover the power and strength of our voice so that we can find our voice to speak it and to keep our goals and also to be a healthier, more balanced person in the world and be understood, really, for what we're meaning. So you're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com. America's Voice will be right back. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. 
Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Join hosts Navanav every week for Good Morning Canada. Our home is Canada, but our message and reach is boldly global. Our focus is on the alternative perspective, the hidden dimension, and the expansive horizon. Ideas are designed to be challenged, perceptions shattered, and information balanced. We invite you to visualize the converse viewpoint, dare to be acquiring, but always promise an hour of lively fun. Listen worldwide at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to Melody Edmondson's The Space of the Waste radio program. This companion piece to her successful guidebook series, The Space of the Waste, focuses on body types and how to make your waist length flattering no matter what your body type is. Guests include designers, merchandise managers, factory owners, and more. You'll also find out what accessories will complement your body shape and waist length. Tune in every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety. Listen for Go to Health Radio, featuring host Jonathan Marks and health experts from around the world who bring evidence-based education from Western, alternative, and holistic practices. We bring together you, seeking relevant and proven information for your healthcare needs and reputable healthcare experts and companies who offer quality education for your benefit. Monthly, we also share continuing education for medical professionals. Listen live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back. I'm Patricia Raskin, and... We have a great guest on today. Her name is Lisa Marshall, and we're talking about leadership from a different standpoint. Lisa is the author of Yin, Completing the Leadership Journey. She's a recognized expert trainer and speaker on leadership, maturity organizational development. She's also worked with many young leaders in many domains, and she's president of her executive coaching firm, The Smart Work Company, Company. and for over 20 years, her seminars and trainings have offered executives in a creative way to become self-aware and tap into their potential through the power of the story. And that's what we're going to talk about next. Welcome back, Lisa. Thank you. All right. Let's talk about the power of the story. How do you use that and maybe give us an example? How can leaders use the power of the story? Well, let me tell a story. Okay. Which is that my big aha in the fall of 2019 and the winter of 2020 was that 
the leadership journey, the hero's journey, to use the Joseph Campbell model, which is what I had used to structure my first book on leadership, is about going out, you know, getting a call to action, going out, meeting monsters, playing them, bringing home the whatever, golden fleece, the holy grail, et cetera, et cetera, and, and returning to one's community. And I suddenly realized that that's all exterior and very young, and that for a great many people, women especially, but by no means only women, because I've coached I don't know how many men over the years, and most of them struggled to find their voice. And that's an interior journey. Mm-hmm. Other people can't witness it in the same way. It's even harder. It's even scarier. There's no scarier monster than the one under your own bed. And mm-hmm. to find your voice means taking that interior journey, and your voice is what you come back to the world with as your trophy. Mm-hmm. And that is really important to understand. That when you start to trust your own voice, which is to say you trust the information that your body and your mind together are giving you, and you speak that information to the world, I hear over and over and over again, I was terrified, I said it, and the room erupted in applause. I was terrified, I said it, and everybody said, oh, my God, I feel the same way. Over Mm. and over and over again, you speak what hasn't been spoken and needs to be spoken. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. when you do that, you make space for people to be their real selves and do real work. That, that is what happens on the yin part of the journey, and it's part of why I called it completing the journey. Most leadership training focuses on, here's how you young it. Yeah. Um, you master, you know, yeah. the, the math, and you master the marketing, and you master the product development, and you master all these things, and then you're, you're good to go. You're a real leader. Well, not if you're a self-unaware doofus, Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. a lot of people get put into managerial positions who fit that description, sadly enough. Real mm-hmm. leadership requires the ability to notice the results of what you've said. The ability to notice the results of what you've done. And then to keep fine-tuning so those results get closer and closer and closer to what really wants and needs to happen. That is the line, by the way, that I stole from Meg Wheatley that I think is just exquisite. So that's what happens when we balance yang and yin is we frequently get even more done with fewer resources because the people are more engaged and they care and they're caring about one another. They're caring about the end results. Jim Collins said it best probably 30 years ago now in good to great 
the leaders of the great companies succeeded because they loved what they did, and they loved what they did largely because they loved who they did it with. Mm. And so at bottom, the dance between leadership and love is the critical dance. Yes, you can lead through fear. You can lead through bullying. You can lead Mm -hmm. through intimidation for short periods of time, but it never holds up. And the companies and the organizations that do spectacular things do it because of love, not because of any of those other traits. So important. I mean, all of it's so important. Do you have another story, Lisa, that illustrates a change that someone made in their leadership style through story that really changed the tone of the company and the results of the company? I do. This one I stole from the poet David White, who also does organizational consulting, but it's a perfect example. Um, I think his name is Bill George founded a company called Medtronics in mm. Minneapolis, I believe. Yes. That was yeah. making heart monitors. Became an extraordinarily successful company. And he just went from one success to another, to another, to another. And then his wife got breast cancer. And for the first time in his life, he could not lead his way out of the situation. And he went into a major funk. And he kind of disappeared. And one of the things that's really important to understand about stories is that in the absence of a story, people will make one up. Mm. They have to. Their Mm -hmm. logical, linear left brains require a coherent narrative. They don't even know they're doing it. Hmm. But within weeks, there were stories that the company was going to be sold. There were stories that he'd been bought out. There there were all kinds of things. Morale plummeted. Productivity plummeted. Because everybody was too busy worrying to actually do any work. Hmm. And David White went to Bill George and said, You have to tell them what's really going on. You can't keep this a secret anymore. Your Mm -hmm. company is in free fall. Mm -hmm. And so Bill George sent out an email to every single person employed by that company, from the janitors to his VPs, saying, my wife has breast cancer. It's late stage. I am beside myself. I cannot help her. I can't do this for her. I can't. I'm trying to go through this with her, and I'm not doing very well. And it was, mm-hmm. He said later the hardest thing he'd ever done. Mm-hmm. And within 24 hours, he had so many thousands of responses mm-hmm. basically mm-hmm. saying, We love you. Thank you for telling us. We'll keep everything going. You go take care of her. You do what you need to do. And things write themselves literally overnight. Wow. 
Wow. Wow. How, what a beautiful story. So, Lisa, having said that, what, what are your closing thoughts for us about yin leadership? I mean, what, what, is your, what would you like to leave our listeners with in terms of yin completing that journey? I want people to understand, as you said earlier, that it's not about solely becoming yin. It's about reestablishing a balance within ourselves, within our communities, and on the planet, which in case you haven't noticed, looks a little out of balance these days, that allows us to step fully into who we are. It allows us to take the next steps in maturing and allows us to speak the truth and point to hope. Absolutely. Well, I want to thank you so much for being on the program. How can people find you? People can find me at yinjourney.com. If they're interested in my coaching work, they can find out more about that at smartworkco.com. And they can reach me through either one of those websites, and I would be delighted to hear from them. So um, if you've got questions, if you want to know more, if you want to order the book, you can do it through either website. Probably the Yin Journey one is the quickest. And there you can also get it through your local independent bookstore. I decided... Okay. All right. This is radical. Not to go on Amazon. <laughs> All right. Too young. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on the program. Really appreciate it. Just stay on the line for a minute, Lisa. Thank you for your insights and wisdom and inspiration. Thank you. I shall. Thank you. Yeah. All right, stay on for a minute. All right, folks, that wraps up this edition of the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. Remember, you can find me. Patricia at patriciaraskin.com if you'd like to get a copy of my newsletter where you can see all the wonderful guests. If you're thinking of doing your own podcast, I've interviewed 5,000 guests in my career and I'd love to help you do that. Again, Patricia at patriciaraskin.com. And you can find me also on Facebook, Patricia Raskin, Raskin Resources. Remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Until next time, I'm Patricia Raskin. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of the Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.